Hey, it's Ben from Worst Asian Podcast over here. Just a friendly reminder to make time for your health so you don't lose time for the things you love. Hey, it's Linji. I'm here too. An updated COVID vaccine restores protection that has decreased over time, including protection against severe illness, hospitalization, and the worst effects of COVID. If your last COVID vaccine or booster was before September 2022, it's time for an updated vaccine. Find updated COVID vaccines at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My mom always cut my hair. Mom, I love you, but because I'm her son, she kind of half-asses my fucking haircuts. <laughs> she doesn't like pay attention to me. She'll be talking to her girlfriends, watching K drama on the side, and like I'm like, mom, that's too short. What? Okay, and then she just does it. At some point, her scissors are in your nostril. <laughs> yes, she's cutting my fucking nose hairs. Yeah, she doesn't really pay attention sometimes. <laughs> Welcome to the worst Asian podcast. Wow. Where a couple Asian American millennials give you our shitty opinions on all things Asian. Okay. My name is Lynchy. I'm here with my co-host, Ben. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you awake? Uh, uh, that, woke, that woke me up, actually. You came in very sleepy. I'm trying to up my energy so that you can wake up. Mainly because that'll make my post editing easier. Actually, I'm pretty like up right now. Are you? Yeah. You have coffee and we have this Korean Red Bull. That's the closest thing I can think of. It's basically Korean Red Bull. Bingo. What's it called? Bakus. Wait, it's called Bakus? Oh. Bakus? Bakus. Like Bakugan? Toy? Bakugan? Isn't Bakus like a Greek god or some shit? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I was trying to think of either something funny or something real, and I realized I have nothing to work with on Bacchus. Let's just say it is. Bacchus, okay. Yeah, it's like a Korean Red Bull. Ben hasn't had this for a while, so I know he's extra tired when he brings this Korean Red Bull with him. Does this actually help you? It does, actually. So why, yes. are you, why have you not drank this yet? I'm going to do it right now. Ben's going to drink this uh, Korean Red Bull, and maybe at some point during the episode, if you see that Ben gets a bit more excited, that's when you know the caffeine has kicked in. <laughs> Uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. cheers. It's it's like Red Bull, dude. It literally just tastes like Red Bull, right? Yeah, man. Okay. If mm-hmm. it wasn't for your germs, I would ask to actually have a sip of it, but you've already <laughs> put your lips onto that. So, Ben, aside from being tired, how have you been uh, this week? Good, man. Been trying to work out. Work out your mouth or work out your body? Wow. <laughs> hey, if you chew more, does that mean you get like a more chiseled jawline? How do you work out your chin, your jawline? Oh, that's true, though. By chewing, right? By chewing gum and shit. Oh, I just meant eat more food. <laughs> I don't actually. I can't feel even see you actually. Fuck. This is like yeah. But Once yeah. again, Ben and I are at a weird, awkward angle for the purposes of this video. So I'm looking through Ben via this boom arm. You know how like when you have a camera and you can't get the camera in focus on something. Yeah. Basically, my eyes can't get in focus on you right now. Maybe we should just like Facetime each other when we're two feet away from each other. But yeah, man. Um, are you excited for our guests that don't know? 
we are doing a 10K. Yes, 10K. Because I don't understand the metric system whatsoever, I technically don't even know what a 10K actually is. I think it's about like six miles. Okay, that, that's not that bad then. I say this as a person that probably has not ran six miles in years. Have you been training at all? When did we sign up? A couple months ago? It was like, yeah, less than a month now. I have ran twice during the period that we first signed up. Oh, Only shit. twice outside. Each time I ran an astonishing singular mile. For real? All right, that's not bad, man. How about you? Um, yeah, I haven't done any of that. You haven't ran at all? Nah. When was the last time you actually put your feet together and walked fast? Uh, at work. Um, a basketball. Oh, yeah, you ran during basketball. Full court or half court? Full court. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm a little nervous. Yes, because you haven't trained and it's coming up. And I have to go to work after. Oh, you're going to run and go to work after? Maybe you should run to work. <laughs> and I have work before that. Oh, because you have before. a late shift. Yep. You should run from your shift after you clock out and then run back to work. I might be hungover for this race. So you're already laying the foundations for having an excuse as to why you can't finish. No, nah, I'm going to finish. We're, I'm finishing. This you shift. know, it's six miles. It's really not that much. Even yeah. if you just run at a brisk pace towards the second half or the last couple miles, yeah. it's really not that bad. Or just carry me. Easy. Or just Uber. That's what you do best. Your, there you go. your best means of transportation is just Uber. There you go, brother. Man, I sound really raspy, no? You sound really tired. No, my voice is like gone right now. Thank you, Ben. Why? Because we have a doubleheader. Yeah, boy. And this is the first of a doubleheader. Woo! Oh, God. Okay, how about I try changing my voice? Okay, go for it. How's this? Yeah, try to do that for the whole thing. For that, real? That actually projects a little bit better. This is better. We'll see how it works. All right, fuck it. Let's try this on. Anyways, what topic are we going to be talking about today? Oh. Okay, while well, you pull this up because you're basically half asleep right now. I read a couple articles more recently, and I remember a couple years ago, even pre-pandemic, there was a bunch of um, news headlines talking about how specifically Chinese restaurants are declining at a really, really fast pace, Yeah, mainly because they don't have any successor plans. Their kids, the restaurant owner's kids, don't want to take over the places anymore. Ooh, okay. And that kind of ties into what I've been seeing more recently or what we've been seeing as well. Kids just don't really want to take over their mom and pop's small businesses. But what are you trying to say now? This new generation? You have some personal experience in this. Your mom has like a small business. Does she actually have any successor plans? No, she didn't. There was one point in when I was in junior high school, I was actually thinking like, oh, maybe I could be a hairstylist. <laughs> wow. <Sorry>. You're a dick. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. When you make mistakes, right? Usually we can just glance over it. If you fucking make a mistake on someone's hair... Yeah. Which I feel like you'll be prone to do. Yeah. That person has to walk around with that haircut for yeah. multiple weeks. But I remember I was trying to learn from my mom, right? And the first thing she teaches is like, you have to learn how to wash people's hair. So I was like, okay, let me try it. And I couldn't do it. I was like squeezing the head. It's just, <laughs> my hands are too big. Like I think I made, um, what's it? The customer really uncomfortable. At some point your fingers went to their nostril. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think like I was strangling them and shit. <laughs> It was like waterboard and stuff. So, you know, <laughs> I was like, mom, uh, I don't know why I thought I could do this. But uh, and Wait, I asked you too. actually practiced on customers. Yeah. She let you. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? It was like in middle school. 12 to 14 years old, something like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, let me try it and stuff. And I was like, ah, nah, this isn't for me. And I asked my mom, too. I was like, do you want me to do this? Mm -hmm. She's like, no, like, not really. Why do you want to do this shit? Did you volunteer or did she ask you to come over and help? I, I volunteered, actually. Did you think you were getting paid? Nah, it's like an internship or whatever. It's like a shitty unpaid internship. Yeah, and then I got fired uh, a first day and shit. You, you really just did it for one day? 
for one day, dude. It just feels uncomfortable. It just wasn't my thing. I think if you actually put some commitment to it, maybe later in your life as a, yeah. as a young adult, you might actually have learned something. Maybe. But then maybe. again, I'm looking at you now and you're in your mid-30s and you really haven't learned much, generally <laughs> speaking. So, Side note, I asked my mom though. I was like, mom, do you wish I was born as a girl? Because she you know, has For a beauty salon. For salon purposes. Right. You know, like, oh, maybe like to make me pretty, do things with my hair and stuff. And she was actually like, no, thank God you're not a girl. Because you would be fucking here all the time asking for shit. So female Ben would be much worse than the current male version of Ben. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Dude, I'm trying to picture you as a girl with your kind of attitude and your lackluster approach to life. I'd be a baddie. Would you picture yourself as a, what's that called? Attractive? ABG. What's that shit called? Asian born. Asian baby girl. Asian baby girl? I don't think so, dude. I have like masculine features. Like look at this fucking forehead. I don't mean literally that you're just right now with long hair. I mean, if you're actually physically a girl, but with the same mental attitude. I don't know, dude. 100%, the only way that you could survive is if you become a gold digger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, gold digger, OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just go sit at the bar at like some... Half naked. Yeah, fuck it. I'll be like, hey, hey, Tiger. If you're a hot girl, it's a good privilege, no? It kind of is. I mean, if you're a hot guy, do you get any kind of those privileges when you go to a bar? Uh, Whatever it takes to get free drinks. Whoever will buy free drinks, I'm cool with that. Yeah, there you go. So uh, getting back to it then, your mom has no succession plans then, right? No, she. Uh, we talked about it. She kind of has like a timeline when she wants to like end it. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's had the business for over 30 years now. That's a long ass time. Right? That's literally almost your entire life. Yeah, I grew up in that salon like pretty much like as a kid i played in it you know like after school i yeah. went there and stuff um, do you have any emotional attachment to it not the actual business itself but i guess just the idea of your mom working in the salon yeah i'm just trying to figure out how you would feel if one day your mom just says okay this is done and we're just gonna close up yeah um it would be really really sad because it's like that's all my mom has it's mm. her identity and it was like a second home it will be sad and also the sorry i know i'm my my volume is really low. Yeah, please, uh, guys. Disclaimer today: Ben actually has a sore throat, so yeah. Let's see how he powers through this. Yeah, but um, my mom got on Vogue when they yes. did that piece about Vogue magazine. Yeah, Ben's mom was actually on Vogue magazine. If you go back to our social media pages a little bit, uh, further back to sometime early last year, mid last year, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did the posting where Ben's mom was actually featured. Not not on the cover of Vogue. Not yeah. <laughs> He's but, not up there with like Zendaya and stuff like but that. But in there, there was an article about flushing up businesses and her salon was actually featured there as well. My mom is like more famous than us. In is a your way. mom more famous than us? I don't know. But I was like... I mean, your mom has a better um, resume technically because being featured on Vogue is pretty is good. True. Although that we were featured on Vulture very, very briefly. That's something. Anyways, enough uh, tune her own horns. Does she know like what she's going to do? Just completely close up shop or actually try to sell the business? That's the thing. She has no idea what to do. And, huh. that, and that's the thing. Like, that's her life. It's kind of like an uh, NBA player retiring. Mm-hmm. They only know basketball. So but, they become a coach for a college team, maybe, or an assistant coach on the NBA level. Yeah. The saddest part about all of this that's going to happen is my mom always cut my hair. And <laughs> I see where this is going. And, you know, like. You fucking selfish bastard. No, no, no. It's kind of like, oh, shit. Like, there's going to be a point where. You know, like, she won't be doing that. And you have to pay for haircuts. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, she always did it for me. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, man, like, that's going to be gone. That kind of 
dynamic kind of thing I'm, okay you're talking about the relationship part of it that's yeah, like an intimate thing not the, yeah not the fucking money <laughs> Yo, part i thought it. you legit were just bitching because soon you're gonna have to pay a monthly <laughs> subscription to get a haircut nah man and also dude speaking of like mom i love you but because i'm her son she kind of half asses my fucking haircuts <laughs> she doesn't like pay attention to me she'll be talking to her girlfriends watching k-drama on the side yeah dude to the ajumas and like i'm like mom that's too short what okay and then she just does it at some point her scissors are in your nostril <laughs> yes she's cutting my fucking nose hairs and yeah she just yeah she doesn't really pay attention sometimes <laughs> so i'm like okay but i do pay my mom actually for the haircut do you pay your mom yeah and she actually takes it i uh, yeah dude a- asian moms you know with money they're like oh okay actually technically i don't know about asian moms with money it's a little bit different right Maybe she doesn't want you to beat her so much. She's like going to charge you more and more each time. And yeah, there's going to be a point where she charges you so much that she would rather actually go somewhere else. Dude, the haircuts, my half ass haircuts from my fucking, you know, lovely mom <laughs> are very expensive. I pay a lot of money for them. So. How well do you tip your own mother? It ranges from total 60 to 100. Wow. You know what? I feel this is also a channel for you to just give your mom money. Yeah. And just use that as an excuse. Like, hey, mom, I'm going to help you out by just giving you some money here. Exactly. Ben gets a haircut every single day. <laughs> and I clean up after myself on top of it. I'm like scooping my own hair and shit. And uh, drying up the blood on the floor. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's really into that K-drama today. Yo, uh, what's it? You want to get a haircut from my mom? I do. Do it. But I also don't want to give your mom $100 because I feel like I would definitely oh, way yeah. over tip you're gonna be you're gonna feel that guilt right and you're yeah like, i have to your mom actually might fight me not to take the money yeah she won't she'll yeah. definitely not take the money which means i have to fight so hard just to give her more money and i'm gonna give her so much more money because i know her yeah if i have to get like a haircut every three weeks for 200 dollars, <laughs> <laughs> i really can't afford that just uh just you know come by for one time i don't actually think i've ever gotten a haircut from your mom do it bro did I get one when I was younger? I don't I don't know, but either you'll love it or you're going to be really pissed off. And I'm going to be there for it. Get so, the yeah. bandages ready. Yes. Or just yes. like turn off her TV subscription. No Netflix during that day. She's just yo, she's just going to shave your fucking head like right down the middle and everything. All right, so um kind of wrapping this back. The culture that you talked about experiencing like being at the salon and growing up there. Right. The one thing that I will use as an example throughout this whole episode but that's not the only type of business but i think it connects with a lot of people easier like they can picture it and imagine it a little bit easier okay chinese takeout family perfect example chinese takeout pop-up places are all over the fucking country you could be in the middle of nowhere town missouri somewhere and they'll probably have a chinese takeout place yeah every little town will always have that one chinese takeout place and it's usually run by a family who has basically given up a lot by moving to the fucking middle of nowhere to at very times be the only Asian family in that little small area. That's true. So the Chinese family takeout dynamic that I'm talking about is kids that are part of a family that runs the business. So the two parents run the business like full time. And then the kids yep. basically grow up in the restaurant. So they'll come out of school. They go back to the restaurant to either finish off the homework and then help or just go directly into helping right, pack exactly. orders or take orders and stuff like that. Um, We kind of have a friend that is in that business do we yeah i don't want to say his name but it it rhymes with uh bam oh right <laughs> that's his last name okay mr bam i think you're you might be listening to this episode right now but he's actually no longer in the uh amazing chinese takeout industry yeah 
How long did he own that business? His family for? owned it for a long ass time, for as long as I can remember. I think when I first met him, they had the restaurant back in high school. So like um, 20 years? Uh, let's just say 15 years, 15, 20 years. And he, yeah. feel free to send me a text after you hear this just to tell me that it's only been three years. <laughs> and that I was completely wrong. It turns out like in high school, his parents were like stock traders. <laughs> Actually, I don't know shit about what he did there, but did he help at all? I feel like I want to shit on him. Yeah. Because this is the few opportunities I have. Right. And he's not here to defend himself. I don't feel like he himself did much. Can he cook? Hell, hell no, this guy can't cook. For real? If a kid grows up in a Chinese food restaurant environment, you should think they should be a great cook. They yeah. should be an amazing cook. Yeah, at least you have to know like how to use a wok and like certain things and shit. I think because they're exposed to the cooking culture so much, they just want to get the fuck away from it as much as they can. Do you think um, the kids growing up, right? Do you think they're a little embarrassed about it? I guess we can just get into that right now. Some of the reasons why a kid may not want to take over his family's business or for this example, let's say his Chinese takeout business is because... There's a stigma around owning like a Chinese takeout place. It's not a glamorous thing to take over, but... It's not. I mean, like, I would be excited to have it. Well, that's because you kind of don't give a shit and you're at a later point in your life. Imagine if it's a teenager or someone going to college. They look at their family and say, I have to take over this singular Chinese takeout place. Yeah. That's not something that you're going to like really brag about unless you're a really good kid that just knows the value of, of the hard work that your parents put in. You would yeah. rather go out there and have a standard traditional career. Also, I wonder how much like racism they have to deal with. That probably depends on where the restaurant is. I feel like it's it's just all the time. If you have a Chinese take a restaurant in the middle of Chinatown, like Flushing or something. All right, fine. Yeah, that's right. like you, it's not gonna be too bad, right? You know, like I never thought about this, but going on this topic, I didn't realize like how many like different things go into all of this. The whole family situation, growing up as a kid. Also, just dealing with like a lot of fucking racism. That's the biggest thing I always think about. Yeah. It's a dangerous job. It's not to say anything negative about where some of these small Chinese takeout places are being opened yeah. up or even the small mom and pop shops. But it's not as if you're, for the most part, opening up a small Asian owned business in fucking Times Square where it's relatively safe. But what I'm trying to say is like, there's some areas, right, in the city, right? It's dangerous. And there's always a Chinese takeout spot. There's always a Chinese right. takeout spot because. Most neighborhoods, grocery store, Chinese takeout spot, liquor store. It's crazy because like when you go into some of them, they have like fucking like bulletproof walls and shit. Yeah, there are some places that we've been to. They where, have like cages and which stuff. Which is crazy to think that a Chinese food restaurant would be like a bank. Right, that's what I'm saying. No one really thinks about it, but you don't see that with other businesses. I mean, maybe in those neighborhoods you do see that. I guess. I've been to a lot of liquor stores. Where they yeah. have that same thing too. That's but true. then they also open pretty damn late. Yeah. If you're a kid and you go to your mom's takeout place to work after school every day and you're behind bulletproof glass, that's not a very enticing offer for you to take over. Right? And maybe that plays into the part where you're saying like, oh, I, I want nothing to do with it. Exactly. That's a legit reason. It's one thing to hate what you have and then just yeah. run away from it. It's another better reason where it's like, okay, my parents are struggling to get me through here and now. I'm going to put myself in a better position by making more money at a more prestigious career. It's kind of like glass half full, glass half empty. You're in the exact same situation, but your mentality in terms of how you deal with that is completely different. You know, um, like we're talking about all this and stuff, but I keep thinking about Zhang's Famous Foods. Yes. That's the Szechuan noodle place here in Flushing. Yeah. So it's like it was a hole in the wall, right? Yep. And then like the son kind of helped with like the business and he blew it up, right? Yeah. 
that's kind of the middle ground, I guess. That's you can the say. ideal situation, right? Where a kid can still own his family's business, but then expand it to a much bigger chain or brand or something like that, where he can take his modern American skills that he's learned here in terms of you know business. It really is the best of both worlds, right? Something like Xi'an, oh, Xi'an's famous food. I know. I, I don't know, yo, bro. I, yeah, I know I, someone's gonna. Oh, someone always calls us out on I, our pronunciation of shit. Xiang's famous foods, right? He has a cookbook. Pretty I, sure I he has believe a you. I believe you. Pretty sure he has a cookbook. And the, he has like nine hundred fucking restaurants. <laughs> he's and probably stores not nine hundred fucking restaurants. You know that your brand has expanded pretty big when you're kind of like in the city next to a Chipotle. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the Asian Starbucks and shit. The thing is, not every business turns out like that. 99.9% oh. business don't turn out like that. Right. It's one thing to actually want to help your parents' business expand and to actually have it succeed. Yeah, that's true. Because if he did the same thing and it just went nowhere, we would be looking at that story completely differently. Yeah. Also, didn't uh, Anthony Bourdain, he came to that spot, right? Yeah. He went there and I think that's one. that was one of the first times where that place was shown publicly to a lot of people. A really good example of like what we're talking about is do you remember Kane's Diner? Kane's Diner. Remember in Queens on Cosborne Boulevard? Okay. Like, do you know why it shut down? Yeah, because they sold the property because a lot of money. Well, not only that, actually. So the father, you know, he passed away and all that, right? Okay. So the kids actually, they all live in Florida. So during the whole time, they've been trying to operate it from Florida. You cannot remote work from home a restaurant. I, I don't know, but there was like a whole article about it. They were saying like it's just too difficult to like keep it open and stuff. Mm -hmm. And nobody wanted to move back here to New York to deal with it? Exactly, yeah. So I was like, damn, that's a, another example of like, you know, family passed down, you know, business, has a name and stuff. In that case, also, they had the alternate option where they sell that property because they own the actual land that the restaurant was on. Yeah. So it's continue to operate this restaurant remotely, work from home style. Yeah. Or know. just sell it for a shitload of money. Yo, like, can I ask you this then? Like, how fucked are brick and mortar businesses in New York? What do you mean? It's a humongous risk because of the price of property. Yeah, but opening up a business, and you should know this from personal experience, you right. know, opening up any kind of restaurant, even if you don't factor in the fucking cost of real estate, yeah, more likely than not, you're not going to succeed. So I guess like... The risk has always inherently been there. You know, it's kind of like the American dream, having like a small business stuff. Is it kind of just getting hard to the point where like it's like, yo, it's not even worth it? Yo, I want to push back on that because everyone says the American dream is that. I don't necessarily think it's that. Oh, okay. I think with a lot of people now, it's not just I want to run a business. Yeah. Generally speaking, a lot of people, because they want the work-life balance now, there is a big shift to that. When you run your own business, you're dedicating an absurd number of hours into it. Yeah, that's true. You're not clocking in at nine, clocking out at five. You're fucking doing everything from morning to night weekends whenever on vacation you're at call because it is your entire business that's your life what was the closest experience to you having doing that i've never had that starting your own thing this podcast is probably the closest thing and the really? hardest part about this podcast aside it's, from you yeah I was gonna say, it's, <laughs> it's right like, here this yo, motherfucker right here i'm gonna take another couple minutes to vent right now oh <laughs> uh, let's uh let's just gonna take a shot of whiskey as we speak right now the last six seven recordings you have been late for or canceled i have not realized that do you Holy think you've been shit. on time? No, that I know. Okay. That I definitely know. Do you realize the extent of... Uh, in the past, you would just be late, and now you're in the mood to just cancel or re reschedule. Not the mood. You are the mood. I have always said this about your personality, and I love this uh, venting. This makes me feel a little bit better. All right. If it makes you feel better, I deserve it, so go on. You will always take 
an easier avenue if one is presented to you. If I was working today, if I had like a full-time job and I was working on a Wednesday and we scheduled for a Tuesday, you would not even consider asking me, hey, can we just postpone to Wednesday the following day? Because I know you could have come yesterday to do it, but it was probably not as easy given maybe you retired from work or any other situations. But because there is an easy cop-out avenue, you always take that avenue. This is not just about the podcast, but this is about your personality in general. Damn. If I can cop out and do something that's slightly easier because it's there and accessible to me, I will take that avenue. Fuck. Uh, God damn it. We got David Goggins in the house right here. I charge $150 per hour for my therapy sessions. <laughs> and you don't leave them feeling any better about yourself. You might leave them Beyond. feeling more. Fuck, man. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. God damn it. Remember I talked about I'm looking for a full-time job. I'm in the process of doing that. Yes. There's going to be a time when scheduling is going to be even harder where I just can't say, yeah, sure, I'm not doing anything tomorrow either. So let's just push it back to tomorrow. You know what? You're right. It's not about, you know, I got to work on that. So, Bitch, you're 36 years old. What the hell are you still working on? Uh, bro, man, I'm so uh, learning. Ben is know? so glad that the life expectancy is constantly increasing. <laughs> Yeah, so I have more time to fuck up, but uh, you are right about that. What was I talking about? You got me oh, all flustered. We're talking, we're talking about uh, generational businesses and uh, it had nothing to do with me. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Let's get back into some other reasons why a kid would not want to take over their business. Okay. Okay, the negative we said is there's a stigma against... Basically, they're embarrassed to take over that business. They would rather do something that's more prestigious. That's from the kid side, right? Okay. Let's just think about it from the other side. If you're the parent... You, Ben, I'm sure you got any, you have some secret offsprings somewhere. Somewhere. I love I love you. Your secret offsprings, you want to take care of them, right? Yes. You want to give them the best possible life so you struggle to work in whatever business that you decide to open. Would you actually want your kid to continue doing, let's say, your long-ass hours in that business? It depends. It depends on what I have, actually. You know. Let's say it's a moderately successful business where you put in a lot of hours, as all uh-huh. small businesses do, but you make a middle income living from it all right so i'm korean so i'm gonna say i, I own a very clean deli <laughs> yo korean delis right? korean delis are the cleanest delis right so let's use that right i already know from the jump my son or daughter is gonna fucking hate me why because it's a fucking deli bro like like they have to come in and like do all the shit it's the same long I, hours same right shit. i think it, it falls in the same thing as like um you know chinese takeout nothing wrong with chinese takeout but i can i can see how like some kids are like nah i don't also associate with that so for me it's not an upgrade for my child to like run this mm. unless like i don't know like i actually designed something and it was like i created something right then that's gonna be different it's like yo i actually do need you uh there is no ifs or buts you're right. forced uh <laughs> or i cut your money off so if it's a moderately successful business that basically is you just having a middle income job, you would not want your kids to live that life. Nah, nah. I want them to like, you know, figure out what they like to do and stuff. So then that's know? a positive, right? So if your kid is actually doing something else instead of taking over your average income deli, right. then you would be happy for them. And there's nothing wrong with the fact that Asian businesses are closing because of that. Yeah. You know the show uh, Kim's Convenience? Yeah. That was kind of like the, you know, synopsis of it. The father was like so, you know, like, like into his you know the deli and stuff he didn't care about what the daughter interests were and stuff like that you know it was always about the deli you gotta work you gotta be here you gotta work mm. you know so i don't want to be that i don't want to be that up 
I mean, the humorous take was, yes, he wanted the kids to work at the deli. He was like, you have dreams? Oh, fuck that. Because that's free labor. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck but your dreams. I think dreams. the ultimate takeaway was that he was happy seeing his kids go out and approach something a little bit different than him. Right. Ultimately, yes. You because are you're right. building something so that your kids have a better thing to do. Yeah. Why the hell would you... like? It's like saying, if you have a kid right now, and he went to a random country, learned a new language, opened up a, a business there to struggle, Holy you wouldn't sh- want that for your kid. No, Holy right? Shit. It, wait, wait. He like left America. Right. And like he wanted to start his own thing. Because you as the first generation parent, that's what you did. You came to a random foreign country, didn't yeah. speak the language, opened up a business to make money because it's hard to find a job when you don't speak the language. Right. Like you wouldn't want your kid to do some some similar thing like that in a uh, different country. Okay. All right. I see what you mean. But it depends though. Like if my son or daughter's like, hey, I want to go fucking be in the WNBA or the NBA. <laughs> it's a... Back in my mind, oh, you're fucked. Come to this deli. Yeah. But you're coming to yeah. this deli right now. Uh, just have a backup plan. You know, try it. If he has a legit shot, I'm cool with it. Quick right? side note, I was listening to Jeremy Lin. He was saying something about how he didn't realize at the time his parents were very supportive of his chase to become a NBA mm. player. Yeah. So when he got drafted, he was struggling himself to like make money and still try and make it in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, he had like no place to like stay pretty much every time he was on a team. And he was eating like instant news and shit. So his mom basically said, you know what? You're fucking trying to excel at a sport that requires your body to excel. You can't eat instant noodles and shit, right? You have to feed yourself the best stuff that you can. Here's some money. Go chase your dream for two years. And then Jeremy said that at the time he didn't know, but later he found out that his mom took money out of her retirement fund. No way. To give him money so he could like properly take care of his body and himself during the time that he was chasing his dream. Wow, that's amazing. You know, same thing with uh, people aren't going to know this, but Patrick Beverly... <laughs> oh, they yeah. have no he's not Asian by the way guys <laughs> if you couldn't tell yeah but he was like a nomad NBA right like he was getting cut constantly right yeah dude he had to pay tens of thousands of dollars just to stay on a team what do you mean pay who I think at the time it was the Bulls or the Heat and his mom was funding him the checks and stuff why would you have to pay your team to be on the team that's how like bad he was he was just like a walk on so what are you paying for like lodging and food no just to fucking like be accepted and get a shot on the court and stuff. I have to check this part, but okay, go on. So yeah, Patrick Beverly was saying like, yo, I was struggling like crazy. My mom was taking out tens and thousands of dollars just so I could chase my dream. Mm. And it's like, damn, like going back to the whole Jeremy Lin thing, you want to have a business. It's a good problem to have, right? If you have a business, right? you know, you can use to self-stain and like create opportunity. That's right. the whole point of it. It's right? a good problem to have. Yes, that's true. Yeah, man. It's a blessing. I just hope the kids that come from these businesses don't come off like fucking like spoiled. Why would it be? Because in theory, if your kids coming home from school every day to your restaurant and learning that they have to put in hard work from a very early age, they should statistically not turn out like that because they because they've learned the value of hard work. I know some guys that you know have a very successful business, family owned, and they don't do jack shit. Like I said, that depends on what they've done. So if you're right. just if you just have a family that owns a business. You're never at the factory. You're never doing anything. And you're just reaping the rewards of that business. Then, yeah, you haven't learned shit. Like, you're just grabbing the stuff off the fucking, like, assembly lines. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to take these. Thanks, mom. That's different. If you're actually putting in, like, some effort or you're watching day in, day out, your parents putting that effort, I think that you have to learn the value of hard work. I guess the main point there is that you want your kids to succeed. You want your kids to have a better life than you do. So it's actually okay as the parent to yeah. not have your business be inherited by your kids. Are you a little worried? that um, Chinese takeout restaurants are going to be uh, extinct. I'm not sure why you asked that question that way. (laughs) 
you know, now we're talking about it, right? Like, no one's going to keep it up and stuff. There is going to be a generation of restaurants that close just because no one wants to take them in. Right. We're talking about it now, but the kid's not wanting to take it over because of either their just hate the business for stupid ass reasons or they actually yeah i don't know i'm just trying to say if you're a good kid i get it and you have nothing else better to do take over your fucking parents business okay yeah and yo dude like working in a restaurant it's fucking hard it is hard but it teaches you a lot of different things anyways or you could be the other kids where you actually become like a fucking doctor or like a rocket scientist so clearly that is a better path aside from that what i'm trying to say is there's external factors I think there's less immigration into this country because a lot of times the, the turnover was also that if you couldn't pass it on to your kids, you would sell the business. Right. But you would only sell the business to someone that wants to also hustle like that. And usually that's other immigrants. Right. So if you have less immigration coming to this country, then you have less of a clientele to purchase these businesses if the kids don't take it. Fuck, man. That was a great point. I totally forgot what the fuck I wanted to ask you now. God <laughs> damn it, man. It was a good one, too. Yes, because you kept trying to interrupt me in the middle of a point. Yo, I, I know. I, you saw it, right? I, I just kept like, talking like, Ben, I'm in the middle of my point. Shut the fuck up and let me talk. <laughs> fuck, what was I going to say, man? Oh, come on, Ben. What the fuck, bro? I was talking about kids becoming doctors, not wanting to win. Oh, now I remember. Yo, if you're some, like, it's like, yo, dad, I want to open a Chinese takeout spot. You cool with it? Yeah, I'm cool. If he uses his own money, I'm cool with that. <laughs> If my kid wants to pursue any kind of dream and it's yeah. not just a half-assed approach, if he legitimately wants to do anything in his life, yeah. whether it's something that's going to be very profitable or something that is not going to be, I'm always right. up for it. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. I like that. He's going to keep the traditional life, bro. Yeah. So aside from like the obvious culture reasons and the kids and whatnot and immigration and shit, is there any other reason why a lot of these like small Asian-owned businesses such as takeouts are actually dying out nowadays? You know, there's two things I, I was thinking about. Like Number one, Technically, a Chinese takeout place, right? It's pretty successful. Like, if you open one, right, in the right location, it should do it should do well and thrive, right? You know what's funny? Chinese takeout places, although it's not like a franchise or anything, right? people have an expectation of a Chinese takeout place that's universally accepted. Every place should have a solid, you know, like all the things that you know. Yeah. It should taste universally the same. Right. If you had to open a business, a Chinese takeout spot is actually a good idea, no? It depends on the on the competition too. That's why a lot of people open up the spots in the middle of nowhere because if you have like a random town here and there that doesn't have a Chinese takeout spot, yeah. number one, you have zero competition. And number two, like I said, people already know what to expect from a Chinese takeout place. So even if it has any random ass name, they know that they're going to get X, Y, and Z at a Chinese takeout place. Also, do you happen to know how much it costs to open a Chinese takeout place? I feel like you would know this better than me. Because you work in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Which is never pay attention. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. I want to say I'm a 150K. Where is that number coming from? Where <laughs> I love how you just throw out numbers. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they don't come from any kind of like <laughs> context. Or I don't know. Um, what's it? You know Maffer's Chicken? Maffer's Chicken, the Korean fried chicken place here in New York City? Yes, yes, yes. I have to say this because most of our listeners are not from Flushing, Queens. Ah, uh, that's true. It's a Korean fried uh, chicken franchise, but I was like trying to see like, oh, how much does it cost to like franchises? Okay. And it's a lot of money. But how much money? the worst part about it is that if you open it, they take 50% of like everything. Revenue, net revenue? Yeah. yeah. Most franchise systems are something like that. Make that bad? The percentage, I have no fucking idea, right? Yo, that, yeah. But they always take a cut of it because they're supplying you with the brand, the IP, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And they also have the supply chain that you can just get everything off of. 
I think the number one thing, going back to what you said, is it's just too expensive, I feel like. But the good thing about that kind of stuff now is Chinese takeout spots, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be people that just take over it. It's all set up. You have everything ready. There's always going to be some people that want to buy a pre-existing business. But if you have a smaller influx of people willing to put in that kind of work. Yeah, uh, dude, like this is going to sound stupid, but like why is immigration down? You were bringing it up before, but like... This is a very complicated subject that I probably am not too qualified to speak on. There's multiple factors. A lot of it also is that the difference between the quality of life now in a lot of Asian countries as opposed to here in America, that difference is decreasing. So you you look back decades ago, the average quality of life, let's say in China, mainland China, as opposed to here in America was substantially different. Yeah. But now because those countries... And their economies are prospering more. That balance is not that big of a deal anymore. Okay, gotcha. You might still come to America to learn, educate, go to college, but then you just go back home and just you know live your life because it's pretty good over there as is. That's one thing. And then something that's like much broader is the immigration policies of this country and how we look to the external world has its wrinkles more so than ever, and that's being presented to them. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. I had no idea, actually. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, no problem, no problem. My mini tech talk. So, you know, going back to small business, right? Even big corporations are, like, shutting down now. That also, like, makes me think, if you think about in our immediate area, a lot of the new Asian restaurants that are being opened up, most of them are not a single person or business. They're large corporate entities, either from overseas or just, Uh, like, a group of investors with money yeah, that's true. I think on what's in Flushing, there's a Papa Rich. That's also, I believe, it's like a franchise and yeah. stuff. It's great and awesome, but... From my experience, I don't yeah. know. You can speak on this better, but it doesn't seem like a lot of owners are just working at the restaurants 24-7. It's more like, I've got some extra money. I'm going to pool in with other investors. We're going to open them a business and then just hire management. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. My new job, that's kind of how it feels, actually. Yeah. And then they'll check back like randomly. You yeah. Know? So like an angel investor? Is that what you call calling shit? Quiet okay. owner, passive owner, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like my cousin owns a sandwich shop on Bell Boulevard, right? He's in there like fucking slaving and shit, <laughs> so. and he's freaking the fuck out. He's like, yo, I ran out of bread. He's like out <laughs> running in, you know, like he freaks the fuck out all the time and shit, yelling at the vendors. That's the real Asian American experience. Yeah, and he fucking hates it. Like he's like fuck, but and he's struggling just to make like a small amount of money because it's fucking tough. And I guess it's like I would do a food truck. You know, that would Yo, be a- food trucks are such a good idea. Yeah, right. I have no fucking actually, you know what? I take back my statement that I just said. Why? Because I remember a couple of years ago I looked into how much it would cost to open up a food truck. Oh, how, how much? Because in New York City there's permits and stuff like that. Yeah. Those permits, and this was true back then, I'm not sure if it's true now, a couple of years later, you sometimes have to resell the permits, similar to what we have for the taxi system. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Where there is a limited amount of permits for things like that. I'm doing a pause sign, timeout, I gotta take a, a leak. Okay, bands to pee. Okay, and Ben is back, and he had a very, very long piss and very, very loud. I mean, oh. I'm two rooms away, and I heard that piss. Ooh. Welcome back, Ben. I have found a new co-host. God damn it. <laughs> During that whole time you were gone. Yeah, Linji was on uh, LinkedIn right now. Only criteria I have is don't cancel and come on time. Uh, what's it? Pretty much uh, I got replaced by ChatGPT at this point. I Can believe? I ask you a question? This is totally off topic. What's up? Do you think tardiness, lateness is genetic or it's just a learned quality. Nature versus nurture. Is it learned or is it part of your DNA? Oh, it's not DNA. Why would it be DNA? Because I look at you and I think at some point you would have learned to not be as late as you are right now. You know, you're not going to believe me, but I've gotten better and it's still not good enough. 
So if that fucking sucks. It's like a drop of water in the ocean. Yeah, that's a good example. I'm gonna throw some David Goggins shit on you, but yeah, like it's I have no excuses. Yeah, you're right. Like uh, you guys can't see this, but Ben has just like a very um, befuddled face. Uh, yeah, I'm just fucking speechless. Like Lindsay's right. Like he's yeah. searching for answers, There's but no he has answers. no fucking answers. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm. That's fucked, why bro. I'm saying you try. I can actually tell you try, whatever your quote unquote trying is. Yeah, it just doesn't work. So I know you're you're looking at me like how's Ben alive, right? You're like this is a human being. I'm amazed you have a job. Yo, I know, and and in like a high position too. That's the crazier part. There's tons of people I know that are our age, maybe even slightly younger, that just ha- don't know where the fuck they're going with their lives. So they're actually not homeless, but they're, you know, stay at home. Mom is kind of basement kind of style that we're thinking about. Okay. But they have the same mental capacity as you. Uh-huh. And then I look at you and think, you know what? Ben has a full-time job. He has a managerial position. He has people that rely on him. I don't know. Like, I'm just, it makes sense. It works. Once again, Ben is a savant. Ben is literally rain man for the hospitality industry. That's right, yo. That's the only thing you can do correct. Your brain only activates when someone gives you a trade to pass to a customer. But at the same time, every time you came through, great experience. Yeah, because it's free food. All right, what were we talking about? All right, let's, let's tie this back in because I think you are a person that I would not like to inherit any kind of business. <laughs> great segue, great segue. Oh, I have a good question. Did you ever think about doing your own business? Uh, no idea in particular. Actually, some idea in particular. Going back to what we were talking about briefly, I don't know how we got off tangent of a tangent that we went on but i was talking about how i looked into uh food trucks and stuff like that right yeah, yeah, yeah because i have like concepts for food trucks that i think might work but i don't know how the restaurant industry nor how do i know how to cook so and the worst part is like i am like your best resource but because of me you're like i'd rather fucking like yeah you're like nah I, ben, you and i are never going to business you're, together you're like i'd rather trust a lunch lady <laughs> that's what it is i rather trust someone that that just eats chicken and broccoli. What the fuck does that even mean? There's people that boil their chicken and boil their broccoli and that's like their primary meal. Wow. Because they just don't know how to fucking cook. I, I would rather trust oh. someone like that. Oh. So okay. I did kind of look into doing like a food truck kind of stuff, but it's expensive because of the permits and then you have to buy the truck. The truck itself, yeah. either one that's fully equipped to actually cook in the truck Makes or sense. you buying like a new truck and then paying the money to actually convert it. It's... Six figures. So it's just as bad. Like 100K. Easy 100K. A used truck is like way over 100K. Really? Think of it. A car itself costs how much? A van that large costs how much? Now the investment and the equipment inside to convert it costs how much? And then you have the permits. Is it true like in certain spots if you want it, it costs a certain amount of money and stuff? Like if you want to be on Times Square, it costs like a lot of money. Those people do. have permits, yeah. But it's a lot of money, right? Yeah. So it's fucking tough. It's not like you just pop open like a stand and just go park yourself in the middle of Times Square. What is the best business plan right now to do, Linji? You are a genius. If we're going to do a business, what's the goal to? Once again, this is not any kind of financial advice. If you can do something that's not tangible, so drugs, digital oh, goods, oh, coaching, if it's information, if it's consulting, because the world that we live in now, you can have a bigger clientele base. You're not limited to like a regional location. So anything brick and mortar, you are basically limited to a regional place. And even places that do online businesses, you're, you're competing against giants like Amazon, like Walmart and shit like that. You cannot buy at that scale and profit. So it has to be something, if you're selling a general product that anyone else like Amazon can buy, I think it's absolutely fucking hard. But digital goods like consulting, information, you know, there's no overhead cost for the most part. Okay. And then you're customer base can theoretically be 
unlimited. Oh, you guys heard it first. Linji's are giving some, uh, you know, knowledge bombs right here. I get 10% commission of all your ideas, by the <laughs> way, guys. So uh, if you do anything that's remotely like this, I'm going to find you. So yeah, brick and mortars, bad idea. Uh, not a bad idea. I don't want to, you don't want to be like, hey, I'm going to crush your dream. Right. I don't want to discourage someone. Maybe that's a good way to wrap this up. If you're a kid that has a family business right now and you want to take over it because you genuinely either love the business itself or you just want to do good to your parents by, you know, not seeing, let's say, their hard oh, work just be gone. A legacy. Carry on that legacy, even though it may not be the best financial choice. I'm going to just run my mom's beauty salon, but I'm not cutting anyone's hair. <laughs> so this is my business idea you come in I provide all the tools and I say do whatever you like how the fuck do you give yourself a self haircut dude I don't know I'll figure it out but I'll be like 30 bucks right there you want to be like the we works of salon <laughs> <laughs> here's an open office environment you guys just pick a desk you sit down you do whatever the fuck you want to do there you go bro it's like yo we have Wi-Fi. we got scissors hair dryers and you better have a lot of bandages <laughs> a lot of bandages yes yes you should have like a room in the back where if you just fuck them on everything, there's a guy there just to like buzz cut your whole head. Just to like shave it all that shit off. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Erase over the mistakes. I could do that. So I was saying like, if you're going to do something like that, all props to you. 100% props to you. And if you're in a situation where you're not taking over a family business because you have a better avenue and your parents are completely supportive of that, I think you have the best of both worlds. Um, you know, if you are a business legacy holder, I don't know what you call these kids. You're in a good spot. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully you're not bankrupt. <laughs> or, or like you're gambling debt or some shit. Shout yeah. out to the parents that are creating more debt for their kids. Yeah, actually, I got to talk to my mom now. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, son, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all been transferred already and stuff like that. Back when you were washing that one singular customer's <laughs> head, we were just signing for you on the side. <laughs> all right, getting on to our favorite segment of the whole podcast, Ranting and Raving. This is the part of the podcast where Ben and I take a couple minutes just to bitch about anything going on in our lives or to rave about something good. All right, Ben, you're sick, you're tired, your brain is really not working today. What do you want to vent to me about uh, before I vent about you? Ugh, Again, after I'm done, I'm literally just going to walk away. We have a second recording. Yes, I, I don't want to hear a rant. That's why. <laughs> um, the World ba uh, Baseball Classics just ended. Uh, Japan has won. Can you explain to the non-sports fans what the World Baseball Classic is? So there's a sport called baseball. It's an American pastime. But what they do, it's kind of like the FIFA of baseball. Where Can you explain what FIFA is? FIFA is like the global uh, soccer tournament where every country represents their team. Can you explain what a team is? A team is a, a collective <laughs> of people that have a skill. What is a skill? A skill is a characteristic or an ability. Why were you late today? Uh, it's one of my skills and characteristics. <laughs> uh, so uh, I excel at that. Okay, I'll stop talking. Sorry. So, so the uh, World Baseball Classics, uh, Shohei Otani, I feel like I always talk about Otani, but he hit a fucking bomb, right? It was held in Japan. Yes. When you get the baseball, right? If you're one of the fans in the stand, right? You get the ball, right? You're, you're like, I'm going to keep this, right? But you know, you know what the people of Japan does? They take the ball and they pass it around so everyone could take a picture of it. And then they pass it back to the person and that caught it? they pass it back to the same person. Bro, if that was America and you let go of that ball to the person next to you to take a picture of it, that motherfucker is running the hell away. I'm robbing you, bro. He's running out of the stadium. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. But like you see everyone like, take a picture, pass it down. Take a picture, pass it down. They were so polite about it. Japan, you guys are great. Man, like that was just so fucking cool. You're not going to see that ever. You're you not, know? you're not. Oh, I've totally forgot to talk about this during the the regular part of it. Yeah. 
as I love to always talk about, uh huh, Japanese birth rates. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the rise. Our reoccurring segment, Jap- Japanese birth rates, and uh, has your plan succeeded to go to Japan to help out with that situation? Uh, but- not yet. Uh, it's coming soon. It's in the works. That's All right. One quick little tidbit about this that ties into the regular part of this episode was there are some places in Japan where they're also having successor issues where there are these large scale, let's say factories or uh, you know companies okay. where they don't have anyone that wants to fucking take over really? because there is like less kids overall, right? So there is a smaller population, but also of the ones that are there, they just don't want to take it over. So there was this New York Times article about this random business on yeah. like this semi-secluded island, but very successful business. Okay. He was just trying to give away the business. Just like, yo, take it. I'm done with like, it. I need someone to move to this island, do this business because it can only be done here. Guys, there's a free business that you could claim right now. <laughs> this is like a promo code that you could just take and stuff. <laughs> but you probably have to move to that random island in the middle of nowhere. This isn't downtown Tokyo that you're going to, guys. Yo, you know what you would want? Imagine fucking Suntory whiskey. They're like, yo, just take it. Yo, you you would want that. I would slip to Japan. Yeah, you would be like, fuck <laughs> it. I'm moving there. I'm, I'm set. I would take over that shit completely. Ooh. I got to taste everything. I I had that in in the back of my mind and we just completely forgot to talk about this. So yeah, free business in Japan. Once again, low birth rate is a reason why they have a problem with actually passing on their businesses. Yeah, shit, man. Okay. What I have to rave and bitch or bitch about this week. It's Uh a bitch. All right. I'm I'm out, guys. It's not about you, Ben. I'll save it for the next episode. I hate watching TV shows or movies where the ending is ambiguous. What show? Give me an example. I was watching The Glory, which is a K-drama on Netflix. Uh-huh. Very, very popular. I think it's a pretty good show. I don't watch much K-drama, so I have I don't have much to compare it to. But I hate ambiguous or even semi-ambiguous endings. Tell me what the fuck is going to happen. Tell me it's a good ending. Tell me it's a bad ending. I don't give a shit. I'm watching a thing not to use my imagination. So I have no imagination. <laughs> Tell me what's going to happen. What's this called again? Glory? The Glory. But I'm not just shitting on that show. I'm just shitting on overall right. any TV show. Don't leave me on a cliffhanger as the ending. I don't mind cliffhangers if it leads into a, another season. Tell me what's going to happen. Uh, what's it? Um, Inception. Were you pissed at the ending? And it doesn't oh, show. Oh, so you weren't sure if he was actually in an Inception yeah. thing or not. Yes, I fucking hated that. Me too. Just uh, tell me okay. what it is. Like, I want a concrete answer. Or at least I want like 95% of the way that, oh, it's clearly going to go to this, but they just haven't showed the final income. Why are you people doing this? Is it just so that you can have a cliffhanger for a possible second season? Yo, it's like the show Lost. Remember that shit? That Lost has the worst ending ever. Yo, I was so fucking pissed. I invested so much time in Lost. Right? Years of watching Lost. Dude, and they said... Religiously watching that bullshit show. They said that they were going to explain everything. I remember the producer, J.J. Abrams. He's like, don't worry. Everything's going to make sense at the end. They didn't explain shit. It was such a cop-out ending. Do you know what it was, right? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's what it was. Maybe I'll beep that part out in case you want to binge Lost and you get really pissed at the end. If you want to waste your time and just be pissed off, go watch Lost. So what is worse, a cop-out ending or an ambiguous ending to a movie or TV show? Ooh, I'm going to say a cop-out, I think. So. You think so? Because ambiguous is kind of like, it's still technically like, oh, there's a meaning behind it. There's like a message. I guess. I don't know. But a cop-out is just, yeah, that's just fucking bullshit. It's like we couldn't explain everything or tie everything together. So we're just going to say that beep. <sighs> I just got mad just thinking about Lost. Holy shit. I forgot how bad Lost was. <laughs> you, 
You just made yourself more upset. Yeah, I, I remember everything about it, like the polar bear, the numbers, the smoke. Yeah, dude. Oh the my. random Australian guy in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Man. What the fuck? He literally came from down under. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're at the outro. This is the part where Ben takes over. Please go, Ben. Um, Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Um, I struggled mightily. Linji uh, was LeBron James and carried it, carried a team on his shoulders. But uh, I guess what you can do in the meantime is you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Rumble. Uh, what else is there? OnlyFans. OnlyFans, Microsoft Zune. I think that's still works. Did you say Microsoft Zune? I think that's still a thing. Yeah. Are you combining Zoom and Microsoft or are you talking about the MP3 player? The MP3 player. Oh my God. There you go. Hey guys, reach out to us if you ever owned a Microsoft Zoom MP3 player. Are you sure it's called Zoom? I think it's a Zoom. I'm pretty sure it's a Zoom with the N. Zoom. Z O O N. Um, let's plug see, our we, socials. Plug our socials. I just repeated what he said. <laughs> uh, you can find us at Worst Station Pod on uh, IG, on TikTok, on the YouTube. Uh, we also have our monthly subscription. We have no videos on the YouTube yet because Ben uh, keeps picking his nose throughout the whole episode. All right. Um, I guess I got to you know shave my nose hair. On top of that, you can find us on our monthly subscriptions. We are on Spotify and Apple. Just want to say thank you so much for our listeners out yes, there. Yes, we do great uh, fun bonus stuff there. We did like our top uh, superpowers. We did our um, favorite Guinness World Records, our favorite movies. We do lots of like fun random things that just let our personalities shine even more than they already are. There you go. Our <laughs> most recent episode, people that we would like to have dinner with, dead or alive. Yes. Linji has some good choices. I was actually surprised by that. Subscribe or don't subscribe. It's perfectly fine with us. Uh, one thing that you can do is leave us a five-star review. That really does help us with the algorithms. So Spotify, Apple, if you're up to this part of the podcast, I think you can spend a couple more seconds even just you know scrolling down and giving us that thing. Written reviews are always nice as well. And most importantly, tell your friends about this share this podcast share your favorite episode tell them hey i know these dumb guys on the internet and if you don't like them they'll give you two dollars uh that's a false offer okay great i was gonna say we'll split you and me one dollar each all right this is the part of the podcast where i like to shout out a couple small api businesses um once again if you are a small api business and you want a free plug or shout out in the podcast reach out to me on instagram free of charge we'll get some uh details about you guys and as long as you're not a ponzi scheme we're glad to shout you out okay the next business i want to give a shout out to is Anis health we actually got a chance to meet with one of the co-founders, Alice. Oh, yeah. I remember Alice. Uh, it was nice having dinner with her. Yes, it was very nice. We uh, had dinner together with a bunch of other people after an event. But Anis runs a platform called Anis Health. That's A-N-I-S-E Health. Anis, like the uh, star of Anis. Yeah. So her and her co-founder, Nisha, they found the platform. They both have years of experience in the healthcare industry. So the platform itself is something that she's trying to work on in terms of curating a community or a place where you can get easy access for the api community to talk about their mental health yes because i think she mentioned that night and we've learned throughout this podcast that there is a lot of stigma within our population about even dealing with our mental health issues she's doing really good work with that it's a great idea if you guys want to check it out that's anishealth.co you can also find them on social media at the exact same handle anishealth they match digital mental health services with uh, users and they incorporate therapists they really are trying their best to serve an underserved market. You know, on a serious note, I found out during COVID that uh, Asians were, there was a huge uptick in Asians going through uh, anxiety, depression. So shout out to Alice and Nisha for starting this company. Please go check them out if you guys need any help as well. 
Next, I want to give a shout out to Gong Fu Cha. Oh. You can check them out at West China Tea or at westchinatea.com. Once again, on social media at West China Tea. They specialize in farm direct and artisanal direct tea and teaware. Oh. The business is run by Sohan Fan. He's a first generation Chinese born American. Um, oh, damn. So he's got some good culture on his background. His father came from to Hong Kong and he grew up so, drinking a lot of Chinese tea so it's always good when you can grow a business out of an interest that you already have Yeah. so guys please check out all their teas and their accessories over at westchinatea.com and find them on social media at westchinatea that's pretty dope man I like that thank you once again if you guys have a uh, business that you want to shout out on the podcast please reach out to me on social media always got to give you guys a helping hand uh, Ben is going to drink a lot of honey and drink a lot of caffeine and get himself ready for the next recording which is happening in five minutes <laughs> it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun because ben has not yet thought of a topic for that episode <laughs> that's happening in fucking five minutes oh kill me right now i love you guys thank right. you take it easy bye love you bye